prophetic Sundays. It says prophetic service for breakthrough and prosperity. Prophetic service for breakthrough and prosperity. Breakthrough and prosperity. What is the meaning of breakthrough? When we talk about breakthrough, everybody desires breakthrough. And I want you to know, breakthrough does not only has to do with finances. When you hear the word financial breakthrough, it's just one aspect of breakthrough that we have. Financial breakthrough is just one aspect. We have academic breakthrough. We have career breakthrough. We have business breakthrough. We have marital breakthrough. We have health breakthrough. Someone has been battling with a particular ailment and sickness for long and experienced supernatural healing and begins to live a healthy life. That is health breakthrough. So we have breakthrough cut across all human lives. So what we gather here this morning to experience, to enjoy, and to receive from God is all round breakthrough, not just financial breakthrough. And when we talk about prosperity, prosperity also cut across all areas of life. Prosperity. You see, some some erroneous teaching has programmed the mind of people when you hear prosperity is all about money. You can prosper in health. You can prosper in your studies. You can prosper in your family. Prosperity. Prosperity means to do well. Prosperity means to excel. Pro to prosper means to have good result. So we are trusting God this morning for breakthrough, anointing for breakthrough and prosperity. I will be anointing your hands and we will all anoint our head. That's why I said last Sunday, everybody get your bottles of oil ready. Every family must return back home today with a bottle of oil. And every day, I told you I would tell you how to use the oil. For the next one month, as you put the oil on your head, you, then you will confess, you will say, Father, as I go out today, grant me power for breakthrough, power to prosper. You must say that to your life every morning as you anoint your hair. You put oil in your, on your palm, put it on your head, and you declare that. You prophesy that. Because what I will be prophesying into the oil you have brought today, power for breakthrough, power for prosperity. Hear me? Oil is not God, but is an instrument to release our faith, to experience the supernatural, to experience the miraculous. I often say to us every month, that in the, during the ministry of Jesus Christ, anointing oil was one of the instruments, one of the insights that he used. At some point, he sent his disciples out. 
to go and preach the word to go and reach out to people to go and tell people about the Messiah and my Bible tells me when the disciples returned back they brought report they brought report and when they brought their report to Jesus Christ one of the things they told Jesus Christ was that we saw people who were sick we lay hands on them and they were healed we anointed them with all they told Jesus, we anointed them with oil. Which means, when Jesus sent them out, one of the things he gave them was what? Anointing oil. If Jesus did not give them oil, they won't say we anoint people with oil. We walk with the anointing oil in this ministry. Right from inception. And it delivers result. It delivers result. Every morning, as we go out, I anoint my head, anoint my children's head. She anoints her head herself. Praise God. I anoint my head, anoint my children's head. As big as, as that one is, as tall as the Mbolua. Okay, children's church. Okay. We're not in the children's church, teacher. And we anoint his head. After our family prayer, all of they will need them before me. As, and I told them, as long as they remain under my roof, that's my covenant practice. Commanded by God. After prayer, family prayer, I lay hands on them. You know, when you don't understand covenant provision. You may think it be family to pray. It will turn lay hands. I want to come to my down. I want to come to my down. And that's what I told all fathers in this church more than three years ago now. Every morning after you pray as a family lay hands on your children. And I told women if your husband is not around then you do that. Lay hands on them. For about two, one, two minutes, speak to their lives as they go out to their school and places of assignment. Please, if you have not been using the oil very well, begin to use it. Begin to use it. Begin to use it. Prophetic service for breakthrough and prosperity. Let me start by saying this, that your breakthrough and prosperity is important to God. Very, very important to God. Very, God is interested in it. Do you know as a father, I don't want to raise children who will end up as failures. It's my prayer, it's my desire that my children will do well. Even my spiritual children as a pastor, as a father, is my prayer that all my spiritual children will do well. I don't want to raise members who will end up as failures. Who will be defeated by the enemy. So in the same way, God Almighty, who is your father, who is my father, the Bible says he has pleasure 
in the prosperity of his children. Third John verse 2. Third John verse 2. Third John 2. Let's see what the scripture says there. Third John 2. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things. Can you see that? To prosper, cut across all things. All things. You may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. You may prosper in all things. Hear this. If you prosper in your finances and you prosper and you don't prosper in your marriage, your life will be miserable. Miserable. You have money and your marriage is in crisis, you can't be fulfilled. Why come on just to make people happy? It's the desire of God that we prosper in office and it is possible. It is possible. The devil has impressed one erroneous belief on some people. And what is that belief? That you can't have it all. You can't be wealthy and still enjoy good marriage and still have good children. And some people have that belief that you can't have it all. That's a lie of the devil. That's a lie of the devil. You can prosper in all things. You can prosper in all things. There may be one or two challenges along the way. That doesn't mean you won't prosper. Nothing good comes easy in life. He said, I wish above all that, that you prosper in all things. You prosper in all things. It is the plan and the counsel of God that each of us occupies our space on heart. You have a space here. You have a space to occupy. You are created. You are designed. You are packaged. You are fortified and released into this world to rule and to reign. It is one thing to rule. It is another thing to reign. You are created and released to rule and reign. So please, that must be settled in your heart. Let me share with us a few keys to experience breakthrough and prosperity in all that you do. To experience breakthrough and to prosper in all that you do. Number one, you must see God as your one and only source. You must see God as your one and only source. 
you want to experience breakthrough in your studies in your marriage in your career in your business over your health you must see God Almighty as the only source one and only source of your breakthrough see God as your source see God as your source I've seen a few people many people who thought something else was their, was their source and they took their sight away from God they took their attention away from God they discontinued their relationship their service to God and they focused on other things and I saw how they dried up I read the story of a farmer planted a particular seed and the tree the seed became a big tree and after a number of years the tree began to produce fruits and year after year he began to harvest the fruit take it to the market sell it off and was making good money but he failed to pay attention to the tree he was more concerned about the fruit. He thought the fruit was his source. He didn't know it is the tree that produced the fruit. So he failed to nurture, to take care of the fruit, the, the tree, to put fertilizer, to attend to the tree. He abandoned the tree. And after a while, the tree Stop producing and it came to nothing. Beloved, whatever you do successfully in life, you must take God, you must see God as the reason behind it. First Samuel chapter 2, verse 9 says, For by strength shall no man prevail. Whatever you do successfully, you sit for an exam, came out with wonderful grades. It is beyond the reading. It is beyond the lectures you receive. It is beyond whatever effort you put in. God made it possible. At any point in your life, you ascribe your success to only your effort. You begin to fail. The flow, the backing from above will cease. Please, don't celebrate your success in life without mentioning God. Don't only mention your capacity. Don't only mention your smartness. Don't only mention diligence. Yes, nothing is wrong in mentioning those things to encourage some other people but after mentioning all those things then you must return all glory that despite all these things God made it possible Romans chapter 9 verse 15 it says it is of him it is not of him who will it or run it but of God, who should 
mercy. Okay, this is 15. Go to 16. Let me see the next one. I, this one is that we have mercy upon and we have mercy upon. So then it is not of him who wills. Do you know the meaning of who wills? Who have desire, who have expectation. I want to get married this year. I want to buy a new car. I want to finish my, 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 my house project. I want to travel out of Nigeria. That is, it is not of him who wills. Nor of him who runs. Some people can run, yet they have not received any medal in life. Some people can run. Do you know there are people who can pray more than you? And yet, in quote, Bible says our God is rich in mercy. That is what this scripture is saying. It is not of him who wills, nor of him who runs. It is of God who showed mercy. So, when God begins to bless you more than your labor, you must be conscious, you must be wise enough to return all glory to him. Don't make the mistake that King Nebuchadnezzar made. Anytime I read that passage, I will call myself by my first name. Wale, wale, wale. So soon. So soon. Nebuchadnezzar made a terrible mistake. God really helped him. Built a wonderful kingdom. The government was running. Economy of the, of the country was doing wonderfully well. He was healthy. Everything. We, you see, the Bible did not tell us that there was any problem in that country. Then he got up one day. The palace where he lives, he has a place like a penthouse. A penthouse. penthouse. Praise God. penthouse. Eh? Eh, man. Ah. I don't care. Delivery. Was that called on your came in? No, delivery. Praise God. Life is good, though. So he went to the penthouse, and when he sat down there, he saw the entire. It was like his penthouse was like Okiare in Ibadan. There's a place called Okiare in Ibadan. If you climb there, you will see the entire city of Ibadan. The place is so high. So high. They call the place Shepherds, Shepherds Hill. Only one you have okay, Shakpati. Shepherds Hill. Not when you have to say, okay, Shakpati. Just that the way one of their leaders turned peculiar mess to Penkele Mercy. And it becomes a language up to today. People receive it. So Nebuchadnezzar saw the entire nation. And he said, he said, he had this. Nebuchadnezzar said, look at the nation. Look at the country. Look at the kingdom. That I have built by my power, by my strength. Ah! God said, You, by your power, 
by your strength I go show you hear this when you feel too big God will humble you it's better for a man to humble you than God to humble you if a man tries to fight you some other man can come and assist you and you will prevail but when God is fighting you no man can assist you no man can help you out so instead of giving glory to listen to this nothing is wrong nothing is wrong to celebrate what you have nothing is wrong but in celebrating it you must return glory to the person behind it see God as your source your number one and only source your strength is not your source your capacity is not your source your wisdom is not your source God is your source Nebuchadnezzar was humble. God said, Today I will bring you down. You will become like one of the animals. He became an animal for seven years. He had this. He didn't go to the forest. If he had gone to the forest, Ashire Obabo there, he became an animal in the palace. He was humiliated. The gardener came back the following morning. And the Ghana carried the this big scissors. What can I Because you are Greek, in You used to go to IT now. Oh, more question. Eh? Shears. Shears. Bone scissors is the shears. Okay. So the gardener carried the thing and was going to trim the flowers. And when they got there, he saw that the leaves on the flowers have been devoured. He called the gates man. What happened? Why did you allow ghosts to enter? He said, goat where? They said, the gates. The gate is under lock. He said, come and look at the flower. And they went to another place. Saw the flowers devoured. Went to that. Saw the flowers devoured. What happened? We are in trouble. King will destroy, will kill us today. And while they were looking at and left, they saw King Nebuchadnezzar in one corner, next down like this, and in his mouth, they saw leaves. He was sitting there. Ah! They couldn't believe what they saw. Hear this! When God humbles you, you become totally helpless. He was eating leaves. Don't you think his chiefs, his wife, his children must have tried their best to bring him out of the situation. They take him in, he will go out again. And he battled that for seven years. Because he didn't acknowledge God as his source. You want to prosper? You want to enjoy breakthrough? Continue. But I want to enjoy a breakthrough for sack. Huh? You want to disappear. But I've seen people enjoy breakthrough continuously all the days of their lives. You must see God as your one and only source. As long as you give God his dues, thanksgiving, praise, worship, he can never deny you what belongs to him. Please, breakthrough and prosperity, all the days of your life is possible. Is possible. 
don't join the list. Don't be added to the list of those who enjoy breakthrough for a while and go to hunger and begin to suffer. You must see God as your one and only source. I shared a testimony. I went to minister in Pastor Princewood Church last week. They had their convention. They will be rounding it off today. He also will be ministering here during breakfast. He's the one that will minister on Sunday, August 21. That meeting starts Friday, August 19. Pastor Stanley, Otoy German. That one is the deliverance minister. That young man goes from many, I don't know, maybe he spent one Sunday in his church in a month. That is his own calling. That one will be my own calling. My own calling is to sit down with my own work here. Some people, they have evangelist calling. You can't keep them to one place. He, he ministers Ota, Lagos. Last week he was in Edo. So, he will be ministering that Friday evening. Then Saturday, August 20. How many of you know the meaning of August 20 in this church? You don't know what August 20 represents in this church. Let me see your hand. Maybe those of you that just joined us. August 20 is my birthday. And a part of Praise God. So August 20 is my, it's my birthday. So that's why we hold Breakfast 2022. So that Saturday. For, the, for several years now, it is a praise service. We will come to praise God that night. Just to praise God. The Sunday will be the Thanksgiving and impartation service. Uh, Pastor Prince will be ministering on Sunday. And I've taught, I've told the workers several times, I've taught the members also, the best time to appreciate your pastor is during his birthday. Today is July 31. Abby, so you have 20 days notice. You should start thinking what you will use to appreciate your pastor this year. Do you know you can decide to go on one day fasting and prayer? me sorrow, pastor It's as serious as that, too. So that come and pay. It's the devil that will speak to you. Just give him 5,000. God cannot tell you to give me 5,000. No. Uh, maybe, maybe these small, small students, they can do that. But if you wait on God, Father, what should I do for my pastor to mark his birthday this year? God will speak. Oh. And when God speaks, if he tells you something big, don't reject it. Oh. I told all the departments, all, all HOD, you know, before now, they used to come together, contribute, give me gifts, department by department. From this year, I stop it. No department, don't give me anything department by department. Individually. One by one. Do you know the reason? Over the years, I've, I received reports that when the HOD talked to some people, uh, gifted, that did that. 
Some people see it as a burden. So don't bother. It's freedom for even HOD. So don't bother to talk to anybody. Even men fellowship, women's fellowship. Don't bother. Whoever feels he should honor his pastor. And workers, how did I say you should do it? Get an envelope, seed of honor. You write at the back of the envelope, seed of honor. Don't Praise God. And the time is coming. The gift you will give me, you can't put it in your hand. Uh, two years ago, some men gave me Camry car. Camry car. I really enjoyed that car. Uh, but I need another one now. Hey, Samini. Hey, Samini, Dada. Hallelujah. Shout a big hallelujah. So, Pastor Priest will minister on Sunday, August 21, which is Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving and impartation service. So, you must see God as your source. Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 18. Deuteronomy chapter 8. Verse 18. Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 18. And you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is He who gives you power to get wealth. It is not only by diligence that you get wealth. It is not only by connection that you make wealth. It is not only by business contact proposal that you get wealth. It is God who gives you power to get wealth. That he may establish his covenant which he swore to our fathers as it is this day. Isaiah 48, 17. Isaiah 48, verse 17. Isaiah 48, verse 17. Thus says the Lord, your Redeemer, the only one of Israel. Look at what it says. I am the Lord your God. Who teaches you to profit? Who leads you by the way you should go? Who teaches you to profit? Who leads you? And your lumber daddy, no money. No It is the person that God leads that walks right. That can walk into prosperity. Who teaches you? James 1 17. 
James 1.17. I used to quote this passage during naming ceremony. James chapter 1, verse 17. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of light with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. Every good gift, every perfect gift is from above. My mentor, Bishop Tewadelakon, used to tell us as pastors that as ministers of God, your blessing is not from abroad, it is from above. Your blessing is not from abroad, it is from where? From above. And when you enjoy blessing from above, then you will be favored from all the corners of the heart, both locally and internationally. But when you focus on abroad and you refuse to pray, you refuse to trust God, God will ensure nothing comes from abroad. The psalmist says in Psalm 121 verse 1, I will lift up my eyes unto the hills. He said, from whence cometh my help? My help comes from the Lord who makes heaven and the heart. Please, as you make progress in the journey of life, as you increase in age, as you advance in the works and in, 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 in the things of your hand, always see God as your one and only source. Number two. Number two. Number two. Believe that God has great delights in your prosperity. You must believe that God has great delights in your prosperity. This point, this covenant key has helped me over the years as a pastor. It has really helped me over the years as a pastor. I have this strong belief that whatever I am led to do, any step I am led to take in life, that God delights in my prosperity over that assignment. And when you, are, when you have that conviction, as you pursue that assignment, there will be no fear. There will be no doubt. You know, there are people that take steps, and along the line, they begin to think, shaking him, I walk by. Shaking him. You see, when you are convinced God is with you, you will never think, will it work or will it not work? When you are convinced God is with you, so you must believe that God has great delight. God does not want you to suffer. Hear me. If you end up as a failure, what does he want to gain? He will, get, no, he will gain nothing. The only thing God will gain is when you succeed. When you break forth, when you prosper, God will gain his own honor. The honor due to his name. God has nothing to gain in your failure, in your defeat, in your sickness, 
in untimely death, he has nothing to gain. No wonder he says, I will fulfill the number of your days. He has nothing to gain. When you end up as a nobody, when you end up as a failure, he has nothing to gain. But he has much to gain when you succeed, when you break forth, when you excel. So please, you must have that strong belief. You must have that strong belief. From the day one that this church started, I have the belief that God has great delights in the prosperity of this vision. It is a vision that gave back to this church. A vision that gave back to this church. And from one point to the other, from year to year, God continued. He continued to, to, to confirm, to confirm that belief. He continued to confirm it. Right from day one. I told many of you who are around when the church started, and I've even shared this some years into, the, into our journey. When the church was going to start, there was practically nothing on ground. You know, when God called you into ministry, ministry will take everything from you. Except you, except you don't know why he called you or you lack understanding of God-given vision. The money that was in my bank account then, I'm not sure if it was, if it was up to 100,000. I'm not sure. I can't remember the actual figure. But I remember I called my stockbroker. Those years, I used to have shares. You know, after taking that decision, I didn't have any shares again. Though along the line, shares had some problem, the value came down, but he's, he's picking up back now. Those years, I have shares, shares with Nestle, shares with uh, First Bank, with Zenith. First Bank, Zenith and First Bank were doing pretty well. Cadbury, Cadbury and Nestle, they were the highest, highest then. So I called him. I said, all the shares are with you. He's the one, his stockbroker manages it for me. A member of the church where I worship then. I said, I need money. Help me to sell all my shares. And the man called me back later. He said, Daddy, kill the table, I'll arrange the one. Let's keep these shares. For the future. I said, don't, don't, don't arrange any of Go and sell it. I didn't tell him what I needed the money for. So, he put it in the market. And within two days, he was able to dispose all the shares. And he told me the money is ready. Around 260 something thousand. That was huge money then. Year 2007. I told him to drop it in my account. Then we began to look for the oil. Then we got the oil, paid for the oil. When we paid for the oil, I want to tap out the motto. I want to know all your last, all the people junction. Oh, do do be, I'm holy, holy engineer. 
can call the engine amount to block engine number. We spend, I can't forget that amount, 62,000 naira to paint the oil. One toko the first one to walk on, big, big but one on. One near Leru New Bierwe. So it was after that point that God began to send some people. A woman said, The woman does renter. The, man, the woman is late now. She said, We should come and carry 10 dozens of chairs and use it for as long as we want. About 10 dozens of chairs. Like 10. And we use it for a whole year. You need to calculate how, how much that one will have cost us. There was no money to buy chairs. We were thinking of renting chairs. Then the service was going to hold Sunday, November 4. We arranged equipment to rent. And the young man said, should we add wireless mic? That that one is, comes with different cost. I said, don't add wireless mic. Just put a uh, cord mic. Be man who me far from back up. I'm going to, we are going to buy wireless mic. But I kept on telling, there were a few people around that were discussing, praying together. Friday. Mike will email the pastor. Money don't worry. We'll buy. Because I was convinced that God has great desire in the prosperity of that vision. Sunday, uh, Saturday afternoon, around after 12, then somebody called me. Said that the Nibolewa. The person had that we're going to start work. Hold on to one name, the world. Picking Padio and I went to a job. And he came down from the car and gave me an envelope. Oh, dear. So as I received the envelope, I blessed him. God bless you. He left. I entered my car. As I entered my car, I was a day beside the more quarter about today. More park, more car. So that I'm more fit to my the office. I can't tell you, it was 50,000 naira when there was nothing again. I mean, your office, you we bought the first set of wireless mic 18,000 naira. Now, why, why did I share this? Test? It's a testimony. When you are convinced that God has delight in your prosperity, you won't shake. You will have peace of mind. Even when they tell you there is no way, you will keep moving. Why? You are convinced God is involved. Hear this. You can experience the same thing in your career, in your business, in your studies, in your family life. God is not only... God does not only have delight in the prosperity of church. Our individual lives. He has great delight. He has great joy. But if you don't have that strong belief, you will think God has abandoned you. You will think God has no interest in your breakthrough and your prosperity. Let's read the scripture. Let's read the scripture. Psalm 35 verse 27. 35 verse 27. 
35, Psalm 35, verse 27. Let them shout for joy and be glad. Who favor my righteous cause? And let them say continually, Let the Lord be magnified. Who has pleasure in the prosperity of his servants? God has pleasure in your success, in your breakthrough, in your family peace, family progress. He wants your marriage to last forever. He has great pleasure. Forget about marriages that may be scattering right and left. As a covenant child, he has great pleasure in your marriage. That doesn't mean there won't be, there won't be misunderstanding, there won't be challenges. But God has great pleasure that your marriage lasts. Beloved, as Christians, we have a testimony to protect over our marriage. The song some people are singing out there. If the marriage doesn't work, get out. Just get out of it. Do you know there are people, they won't even make 5% sacrifice because they had somebody say, if it doesn't work, just little challenge. They get out. Get out. Just little challenge. I get out. I get out. Praise God. It is true there is no marriage in heaven, but God created it. God ordained it. And God wanted it to be peaceful and to last. If your mindset as you go through the journey of marriage is that if it doesn't work, you will get out. It won't work. Oh. Once that is your mindset, the devil will bring situations that will scatter it. I've taught you in this church, it is not money that sustains marriage. If it is money, those who are multi-millionaires, billionaires, and their marriages scatters, there won't, be, there won't be a need for it. It is God and the readiness of the man and the woman that keeps a marriage as one. But you must know, God has great delight, great joy in your prosperity, in your breakthrough. Let me mention one more then we pray. One more, then we pray. This third one is what some people will put in number one. But it's number three on my own list. Be diligent in the place of your assignment. Be diligent. When I say the place of your assignment, over your studies, whatever you do now, that is your own assignment. Whatever you do now. This is my own assignment. And I'm diligent. This is my own assignment. I'm ready to go to any length. I'm ready to burn myself out. Bible says, walk when it is still day. Why? The night comes when no one shall be able to do what? To walk again. Beloved, every one of us who is still, that we are still below 60, we are still in our productive years. Productive years. 
Once you eat 60 and cross 60, you may still produce your produce your more common so produce your more common so productive working working hard doing do you know working hard burning the candle from both ends running up and down but once you are 60 and above there is a limit to what to how you can stretch the body i was telling them last week i went to minister where i went to minister on Mon monday and tuesday i took uh Deli and k they came with me so i told him he was going to drive and that would be my first time I allow somebody to drive me. That would be my first time. I remember one day I went to minister in Apata. Almost two hours on the road. Odop, Mokola, Odop, Dube, Odop, Uwema, Apata. The Odop of Uwema, Apata, that one is satanic. It's every day. Blah, lost and lale. Irole is terrible. Close to two hours behind the street, I was already behind the schedule before I got to church. Akwata, close to where I came. As I entered the church like this, our father and the Lord is around. They brought me up. But I told this, so as you, as you were going, and that was my first time in my life. Driver's corner, all my life. So I sat at the owner corners of my Camry. Corner And I was, as he was driving, I, do you know, I was, as I was going through my notes, I added another point. Revelation came. Another revelation came. As I was going, I said, my God, this what I've been, uh, you know, when I was much younger, driving used to be my hobby. Driving is no longer hobby to me now. Now driving is punishment. So I told them, anytime I go for, I'm going for any ministration, the two of them, they will, they will follow me. And since, was it since Thursday or Friday, Precious is the one driving this one also. So I sat in the front. I didn't sit at the owner's corner so that I can monitor. I'm going to go to the professional. Precious Praise God. So be diligent. When you are still in your productive years, be diligent. Walk when while it is still day. The night comet when one it doesn't mean you won't be able to walk but the strength the vigor will have reduced will have reduced I'm still in my productive years if Jesus studies I will preach till age 100 but at that ripe age 70, 80 the schedule will have reduced the schedule will have reduced. Some up young ministers and one pastor don't see a journey. I get my good and fresh there. Don't want nothing. I ain't got things. I ain't got things. I ain't got things. 
Praise God. Some of these teenagers will have, will have caught fire there. Where is Emmanuel Gureko? Where is he? Is he not in church? Mbolowa. Mbolowa. He was sitting down there. On the toilet, have you? The two times that young guy came around here, yeah, you see the way he was talking. Maybe he used to watch TDJs. Praise the Lord. I want you to come. I want to go below my tree. Let me see my enemy. Now you've got to. <laughs> he, he, he must have been what maybe listening or watch TDJs. And that's that's great. That's great. That's good. Everybody cannot be like the, like me the way I preach. I am me. So people try to change me at times. But I want to say change ya change. Am I one can? I don't know how to form. I don't know how to. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. If I'm not going now, I begin on pay. I am me. Now maybe this, but thank God for His grace. Thank God for all. So be diligent. Be diligent. Proverbs 21 verse 5. Proverbs 21 5. The plans of the diligent lead surely to plenty. The plan of the diligent. But those of everyone who is hasty, surely to poverty. I love this next one. Proverbs 12 24. Proverbs 12, 24. The hand of the diligent will rule, but the lazy man will be put to forced labor. Forced labor. The hand of the diligent will rule. The hand of the diligent will rule. Please be diligent. But don't miss out on number one and number two. If you miss out on, on one and two, and you only focus on number three, you are going nowhere. Number one, I said, you must see God as your one and only source. Number two, I said, you must believe, you must have a strong belief that God has great pleasure. Great delight in your prosperity. Then number three, be diligent in your place of assignment. All of you know the story of Ruth. How God favored Ruth. How, how, how Ruth met with Boaz. And her story changed. Her story changed. But if Ruth was not diligent, favor will not come. Very many times, favor is very far from the lazy man. Favor is far from them, from those who are lazy. Ruth was diligent. She told her mother-in-law that let me go, let me go to the farm. And maybe God will, God will, uh, will come across people because it was harvest season. So that we see people that drop a little thing on the floor and I will pick it and return back home. She was not lazy. She was diligent. She went out. She went out. She didn't say there is nothing to eat. There is no, nobody will help us. Nobody will do this and let us sleep at all. I've told those people who have no job, who have no work, who have land one trade or the other, looking for money to set up their business. Don't sleep at all. 
Go to a, your, your friend shop who's already practicing what you want to practice. Stay with him. Walk with him, even without pay. And if that one is not wicked, as you walk with him, he will give you something little. Instead of sleeping at all. Hallelujah. Be diligent. Hear this. Anyone that is lazy around me, I open the door and I drive them out. Laziness is a spirit. If you mingle too much with lazy people, you also will become lazy. Be diligent in the place of your assignment. As a student, as a civil servant, as a businessman, in anything that God has committed into your hands. Here it is, that little thing in your hands today, when you are diligent, it becomes big. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. Hope you have been tremendously blessed through this message. You can join us in any of our life transforming encounters at Champions Cathedral, Covenant Champions Global Assembly, after Crown Heights College, Arilogun Road, off Ojo Ibado. Our two services on Sundays, 8 a.m. and 10 a.m., and our communion service on Wednesday by 5:30 p.m. or you can reach us on the following numbers for prayers, counseling, or to share your testimony. 0803-595-0418, 0807-591-7401. Or you can visit our website, www.covenantchampions.org. You are a champion.